Subscribe to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 of NerdPod. We're talking about the best and worst things of this pandemic year. An independent comic, Superman, gets a J.J. Abram-produced reboot. Oh, lots of lens flares. Pokemon turns 25, that and a lot more in this week's episode, NerdPod. In a world overrun by content, the line between good and terrible is blurred by the very people who create and sell it. In a sound studio in New England, two average Joes are pushing back, giving their observations and recommendations on comics, video games, TV, movies, and more. Two men, one quest, one desire. You're listening to Coach and K-Rock's Nerd Pod. Good Sunday day, whatever, man. How are you? I'm great, man. We're here. We're back. It's uh, a week two of season two of Nerd Pod with Coach and K-Rock. It's, yeah, uh, dude. How was your week? It was good, man. It was good. Yeah. Uh, some cool announcements this week, which always make me happy, um, regardless of right. how, how good or bad the uh, announcement is. At least we have news coming in. Um, I know. That's good, right? I mean, you can see that restrictions are starting to lighten up and, you know, the, whatever that Johnson & Johnson uh, one shot uh, gets approved. And then, you know, I just think it's all lining up that studios are starting to loosen up some of the the purse strings a bit and uh get us back to a good place where uh momentum is happening you know oh for sure i mean you saw it with uh in new york they lifted the restrictions on movie theaters yes uh uh, you know that makes us very very happy um probably one of the things i i can't wait to do the most is get back into a movie theater um for me it was kind of a like just to go down into like 30 seconds of a, a little bit of a rabbit hole here. Sure. This is, we're recording this on February 28th and this past week Hasbro came out and made news that they were rebranding Mr. Potato Head to Potato Head. And you would think people's heads were going to explode. But if you simply read past the headline, you'd know that simply Hasbro is rebranding the brand name to Potato Head because of all the different you know, products you can buy, Mr. Potato Head isn't going anywhere, people. So relax, get off Facebook, stop reading memes, pick up an article from AP or Reuters or something. Stop it. It's getting ridiculous. Anyway, I just saw that this morning, like somebody continually pushing this whole uh, canceling nonsense, and I'm just, oh, stop it, people. Stop it. Life's too short to worry about a potato. Okay, come on. It's unreal. I think it's the perfect storm with all this stuff. I think that, you know, it's uh, and I think the winter sort of brings it out in people to begin with um, when you're not Mm -hmm. able to be outside so much and people are just staring at their phones and computers where they get outraged about things. But then compound that you can't even really go to the casino or go to a movie or go and do the things that are fun. So uh, you add winter depression, which, you know, I guess we're almost at spring. 
and uh, the pandemic, I think we go back to much more normalcy, even three months from now, where people are not uh, outraged about every single thing and, you know, anti-cancel or pro-cancel. I think it's going to not matter. I think people will be right. at the beach and that's what they'll care about. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. Ugh, me too. Um, we had the Sony State of Play. Uh, I was really looking forward to that, but uh, meh. It was such a meh. Like, letdown, I guess. It certainly wasn't anything good that came out of it. Um, I have no compelling reason to want to buy a PlayStation 5 yet. Um, me either. You know, so I'm pretty happily staying put with my PS4 Pro and... I'm going to just keep playing the games uh, that I have on there. There's no reason for PlayStation 5 for me at this point. I mean, I'm waiting for the, the new God of War and the new Horizon Zero Dawn, but that's going to probably... I don't think that's hitting this year at all. Maybe Horizon, but we're looking like 2022 or maybe even 2023 if there are any uh, delays in production. So, right. so it's going to be a couple of years before I get into it. Yeah, so and you know maybe the timing will be better anyway, but... These things take time, man. You know, it, 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 they just do. And you, you we're going to feel the effects of losing a year for a long time. And this is exactly, you know, what did you expect? Um, and I guess you would think that, you know, a company like Sony would be able to put it together, but it's, it's almost not even their fault, right? I mean, you know, people working from home and people, it's just the, the year in our world, it's going to be a big year. You know, people that still kept working, I guess, you know, some of that fresh content is still coming. But I just feel like uh, we're going to start in development now, uh, whether it be movies or games or, you know, all different kinds of content. And, you know, people won't have to wear masks when being filmed. <laughs> and, you know, I mm -hmm. think we're starting now. So we're going to see the, the, you know, we should see a ton of great stuff, um, you know, in the next 18 months. Um, now, you did have the stuff that was already done in the can, right, ready to roll out that they didn't roll out because of the pandemic. So we'll get some of what last year was supposed to be. But I think, you know, there was a lot of fumbled snaps and a lot of weird things. So I'm excited uh, to move forward for this exact reason. You know, St Sony State of Play will look much better into at the end of next year uh, than it does right now. Yeah, well said. Um, so that was my week. Uh, nothing too exciting happened. Uh, I started watching Perry Mason on HBO last night with uh, my wife and been enjoying it. Obviously, biding our time to the last season of Bosch that will be coming out later this year. Um, I didn't realize I was getting into basically the origin story of uh, Perry Mason, which for those who don't know, which I think most of you should know, is a... Um, like a court drama from the 40s, 50s, or 60s, or something like that. Yeah, and even later, I think. Um, yeah, so it's uh, John Lithgow's in it. He's He jumps out. Uh, Stephen Root. Uh, always great. I think it's pretty fun show, man. Uh, and we, pretty dark. I did it. Uh, Sam uh, from Slayer Sam uh, from our Discord channel turned me on to it and really pushed hard in, in saying, like, you want to do this now. Uh, so I think, you know, we did it in real time, I think, uh, as episodes are coming out on HBO. So I really enjoyed it. I was kind of pleasantly surprised. It was one of those things where I was kind of surprised that HBO 
you know, they don't generally do that, you know, grab onto old IP for some name recognition and develop, but there's, I guess there's some meat on the bone enough to maybe put out three to five seasons. So I think you'll be impressed with it all the way through. I really like the, um, sort of cult religious, uh, storyline that they have in there. It's really interesting. It gets more interesting. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll be eager to hear, uh, what your final take is once you've gone all the way through, but I, it left a good taste in my mouth and I was ready for more. Um, you know, looking forward to season two, whenever that might be. One of the things I thought I was thinking about for this week is like, what are the top three things we miss most from this past year, right? That we're probably looking forward to getting back the most. So I was thinking about this. I know you took a look over it and I think you agree, right? Was there anything on this top three? <laughs> so it's, I thought we could, you know, spend a, some time talk about this, this kind of, you know, what we're missing, because I think you're right. I think we're only a few months getting back into the swing of things, the more, you know, with no, more normalcy. So just a matter of time before we, we're, we're back to doing this stuff. Yeah. But I think the first one, which we, we already kind of mentioned, like with New York, uh, is going to movies and going to the movie premieres like we used to do. I mean, so much fun. I think uh, one of the best memories that I have really over the last I don't know, decade or so was you and I and Christian going to the force awakens at a midnight premiere in Providence. Um, you know, like that was one of the best unexpected fun nights. Uh, the three of us, you know, like we were all eight year olds sitting there, um, like sort of simultaneously. And yeah, that was a great night and we haven't had any of that. So I, Man, could, I, I, I remember that. That was a fun, fun night. I, I I agree with you. It's Force Awakens was good. I always think of the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Totally. Um, which really like jump started our friendship. It did that going to that movie? It did. Um, and then later, like in the past, you know, before I guess pre COVID, we were going to, you know, Endgame. We went and did together. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that, and it it was just you know we make it an event. Obviously, I I know I've talked about this a lot in last season of nerd pod but amc is my theater of choice and it always will be as long as they keep the their, their high quality in terms of like you know, cushy seats good food getting drinks at your, your your chair you know with your with your date and having a nice night i mean i cannot wait for that that the, you know my wife and i that's our date nights is going to amc up in framingham massachusetts and sitting down having our food and drinks brought to us watching a movie uh, and it's just it's a great time and we i know i really miss it i know she does too but that is like for me personally number one is just getting back to go into the movies again agree agree totally agree um and i go mostly with you uh when you're not going with caitlin um or we double date <laughs> yeah or we do yeah we've done that too my wife is not a massive huge movie goer although we will sit and watch movies here you know, she's sort of the exception where uh, I think most cinephiles like us would prefer to sit in front of a screen. Uh, she will pre-plan her day of 
um, you know, what usually she goes with themes. So it might be foreign films one, one week. It might be, uh, you know, romantic comedies one week, whatever it is. Uh, and, and she can hunker down like a pro and, and do a 12, 18 hour session, uh, which is, you know, fun in its own right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, it'd be really great to get back to it. I, I can't wait. I'm going to give you this next one. I mean, it's a big one and uh, it's cons, right? I really miss going to cons and and I haven't done a ton of box diving in the last cons that we've gone to. But, you know, if I look at, at my year, say, right, and, and work is stressful and, and kids and nonsense, the two things that I look forward to the most is, uh, one, we rent a beach house and there's a day generally that I go into the water, into the ocean and sort of just lay in the ocean and look up and don't think about anything. And that moment may, it only may last 10 minutes, but it's a uh, freeing for the year. It sort of re- releases that stress of the entire year. And the other one is disconnecting from everybody and go- diving into a box of comics to try to find a, a hidden gem without anybody interrupting me. And I've had a couple of those experiences over the year, but uh, man, cons were really, really good. Uh, Terrific con was amazing. We had so much fun, and you know, just the camaraderie and the cosplay and the just a wonderful feeling. And it really stinks that we haven't been able to do that for the last year. Yeah, my last con experience today was one year ago from now. It was PAX East in Boston, Mass. Yeah. And uh, it, t- it would have been this time last year, this exact day, we would have been there in the middle of the floor. And it must it was the last big con I think I had to have been, or at least one of the few in the world, that happened right when this was beginning. Breaking, Just, yeah. Yep. Start, it was there. It was happening. And we weren't too sure. It was an odd one because PAX last year, PAX East, uh, around November – you get the tickets. I think December, Sony had pulled out. Um, they were going to pre- uh, premiere Last of Us 2 with more footage, probably some game demos and things. Um, we didn't see the Last of Us producer uh, there as well. And like all these big studios started pulling out, which in itself was weird. And we're like, oh, well, you know, okay, it's going to be an independent game centric show, which it was, and it was wonderful and it was great. But when you were there, uh, and remember, this is before everyone really knew what to do. Like masks weren't a thing. Yeah. Um, you weren't necessarily too worried about um, using like the the hand sanitizer and stuff. But the staff at the Boston Convention Center, though, they they knew what was up because they were completely masked up. You had people on both sides of like the escalators, for example, like spraying the handrail out was as it was. Yeah, coming through. You know, yeah, coming through and just keeping it, wiping it. So they had two people on that. People cons- just completely wiping down everything in every single booth constantly. So it, it was like that last experience, and I am just. I think I consider myself very lucky to have been able to do it before everything just evaporated in terms of going to these things. Yeah, yeah. I am so looking forward to whatever con we decide to go to next. Uh, so PAX is supposed to happen in Boston in June, but 
I don't think that's good. I, 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 for one, won't be comfortable going. I can already tell you that. Yeah. Number two, unless it's like pretty close to capacity, I mean, PAX takes over the entire convention center, which is an enormous facility. And if they can't pack it, there's no point in doing it. Yeah. It just there's just no way they can make that profitable. You know, unless they do like a quarter of the floor. I, I don't know. And plus if you, I I don't know. I haven't really seen a list of who's going to be there presenting, showing things off. So I don't even know what type of like I don't think Sony would go. But maybe I don't know. We'll see. But after PAX, I mean, I guess uh, we're starting to see things like East Coast Comic Con or Terrific Con posting yep. uh, about things. In fact, I know you reached out to uh, one of them about an upcoming show. Yeah, East Coast. And that's a, a good segue as to what um, you know some of our plans are. I My plan for this year is to get in front of some con goers with NerdPod. Uh, on a larger scale and whether we do a booth and we set up live to broadcast or we go around and interview, you know, the, the potential guests. Um, but a big one I think is going to be that we, um, you know, we, we, we try to start hosting some of the panels and, uh, you know, we've been in media for a while and certainly have the experience to do it. So we started to sort of have that conversation of what it would look like. Do we want to get some nerd pod stuff into the gift bags or do we want to you know be the hosts of a panel or do we want to set up? So he it, when I emailed them, they said, yeah, get back to us in May. Uh, they're planning a June, July show in Massachusetts. So, uh, you know, imagine what it must be like for that guy. I mean, that's not a, they're not giant cons. They're, you know, relatively small. I'm sure it's a, you know, local company with maybe under 10 employees and, uh, you know, doing it virtually, although we are going to get into that in a minute, doing it virtually is not, you know, that it's definitely not the same thing. And so I'm excited. I can't wait. I hope we get to host some panels. Like if I could get to do, say, a Twilight Zone panel or you get to do like, you know, uh, Animaniacs or something. I think that's going to be really fun. So we'll keep people updated on that. And, you know, we, we want to spread the love to to all of our fellow nerds uh, and, and cons are a great place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be exciting. I think that's going to be fun if we can get our nerd pod fans out to these cons too to help support totally local businesses and of course visit your local game shops and your your local uh comic stores which brings me to the third point is actually going to these these stores right the last year we haven't been able to go to uh you know the comic book store the game store the music store the little the the mom and pop the not not your big best buys but i'm talking like the small shops. Yeah, we do a lot in of fact, that. You know, in fact, yesterday I was um, surfing around and Screpo on Friday night told me about a place in Taunton, Mass called Bowser's Basement, which deals in mostly used uh, uh, video games like Nintendo, Genesis, like those old classic game systems, right? And I went on their website and I saw there was a... Um, like a feed or a video from the owner basically noting we need product. We have no product. It's not like they can pick up the phone and say to yeah, Nintendo, order. we need, yeah. we need a, a case of Pokemon red for game boy advance. Like that doesn't happen. No, nope. <laughs> they don't make those games anymore. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, cool. So I reached out to the guy and was like, well, I, I have games I want to get rid of. Are, are you still looking? And he's like, yes, please, please, please come down. So I hopped in my car, 20-minute drive down the road. I, I 
you know, sold them a bunch of stuff I would never, ever look at again, like old sports games and stuff, which for any collector out there do, does not re- – or thinking about collecting – does not retain any value. Yeah. <laughs> so sports games are trash. Like once you play them and you're done with them, don't think you're getting anything but a buck for them. And that's fine. I don't care about that. But I had some really cool games for them, like Resident Evil 2 for uh, N64, which I will never play again. So that was in there. And he gave really good value to him because he knows he can turn around and sell this stuff. But he's got a great store. The guy had just moved to a new location when all of this hit, right? Uh, so that's bigger rough. location. And But the cool thing was he was telling me January 2021, so this uh, last month technically, he uh, did more business than he had done, I think he said, f- in four years combined in that one month. Wow. He sold that much product. So I was like, damn, keep going. Uh, this is great. And I'll trust me, I'll be back. So it was like a little taste of like, you know, going and chatting with a local business owner who, you know, who's just like us, you know, and instead of a podcast, he's doing a store. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, for me, that's the number third thing I miss the most is like going to these, these little shops and yeah, and talking to the owners and, I, you know, I agree. And Newberry Comics only goes so far, and it's only new stuff, and we need a ton of that. And you know, it's uh, that's you're, you couldn't be more right. And I, I just hope we're right around the corner. I hope you're where we are right around the corner. So definitely. Um, so with 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 bad comes good too. And I wanted to throw this in because I do feel like there were some cool things to come out of. Uh, you know, having to of be COVID. here. Yeah. There, there was definitely a silver lining to all of this. To some sure. of it, there definitely yeah. was. And uh, I gave, uh, and my thought for this was to to maybe talk a little bit about content, though I won't super dig in. But, you know, there were a couple of series that I probably wouldn't have uh, maybe dove into. Uh, and one of them was Dave on, on Hulu, which I think I was trying to sell to you pretty hard, uh, that I thought you should watch it. And... So I don't know if anybody's out there is familiar with Little Dicky, but um, he's sort of a comedy rapper. He's a, a funny rapper. He's a white guy or Jewish guy from New York, and he's super funny. But he's talented. He's a talented. Uh, you know, he can rhyme really well. He's got a good flow, and you know, he started like very similar to us, like creating his own content and doing it on a on a budget. And so, uh, and he's got a really interesting, like he literally used like his bar mitzvah money. He's in his like mid twenties or maybe closer to 30 now, but he used his bar mitzvah money to make his first set of videos, uh, which went viral on, on YouTube. And anyway, if you, if you're not aware of Lil Dicky, I really, you know, I, I would suggest looking into him on YouTube. The videos are hysterical. But he uh, gained this crazy following, and now he's sort of legit. And Hulu gave him a show, and it's sort of his origins. And so it's one season. They're filming the second season now. I highly recommend Like, it's a great watch. The, the comedian Andrew Santino plays his um, uh, sort of manager but best friend. And sort of the real relationship between him and his producer Gata is in there and he has some real mental health things that they address in the show. So a great show. If you haven't seen it, please see it. Um, another one was, I, I thought Apple was really impressive this year. Uh, Heather and I watched uh, the morning show with Jennifer Aniston and uh, uh, Steve Carell. 
which just absolute home run. And I think you had one that you recommended to me on uh, Apple Plus too. Yeah, I think the sleeper hit of 2020 was Ted Lasso. Oh, what a great show. What a great show <laughs> that was. I, I'm getting my uh, in-laws are watching it now. And it's just, yeah. And so I think you're right. The like One of the best things of the past year is these shows that we would have never probably have watched. Never. Ted Lasso included. Totally. I, you know, the, the, the whole concept was like, man, I don't think I'm going to spend my time watching that. But God, am I happy I did. Because it was so needed. So perfect, timely. Um, it's so simple. Uh, Jason Sudeikis knocks it out of the park. And I think you had mentioned this, and I didn't know this, is he took something that was from like Fox uh, Sports, yeah. like a little, like a bit of a, you know, the American football coach going to coach in soccer, which is a very funny premise, and turned it into a show. It, like there's no way that should work. It, you're right. And it's... From the, the first episode, they get you, and they don't let go, and it just feels great. And it was, it's a mix between uh, Major League, right, uh, the, mm-hmm. the movie Major League, and yep. I don't even know what the other, um, you know, like any other Rocky-type sports movie where you, you know, you're, you're deeply cheering for the underdog. But the character development is incredible. The I just, I could not have loved it more if you i was shocked and the pacing of the show the episode pacings pacing was perfect i mean i didn't want to have this overarching drama that lasted five episodes like they they would wrap up the the story in you know 20 to 30 minutes of that episode yeah maybe it carried over into the next one but it was resolved in a second and then they were on to the next point it was so perfect i didn't you know you could just hop in and out be happy when you left it. And one thing that that show did, which I was kind of blown away with, is, um, and getting a little personal here for me, is I've been through a divorce. And, you know, it's not, it, there's nothing about that that's fun. No. And it's, there's nothing about that, no matter how much you feel about the other person, good or bad, it's an awful experience. And not to give anything away, but you, he, they do a segment where he has a panic attack yep. in a nightclub. I have been there and I've felt exactly what they portrayed on screen. And I couldn't get over how real it felt to me uh, when I was watching it. Because I've been in that position. And I know probably thousands of people who listen to us are in the same, like they feel the same way. Like I've had that experience where everything's closing in on me and I have to get the hell out of where I am. And again, like this, this show's credit, it only took three minutes for them to prove, like to get that point across, solve it and move on. And it's, it's just a, it shouldn't be that good of a show. It just shouldn't, but it is. I can't wait for season two. I can't. Me too. It's really exciting. So, uh, the other couple things. So go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, I, I was going to take this next one because I... Yeah, please. I, I, um, the CGC, which is the comic rating service, uh, if you guys don't know what that is, like they, they, they'll take your comic, they'll, they'll, they'll look through it, they'll, they'll slap a, a, a quality grade on it so you can you know have it. It's always protected in this big like bulletproof casing and if you ever needed to resell it or, or whatever. It's, it's for collectors. 
one of the things that we missed the most, which is hitting cons, meeting the artists, getting signatures, was actually pretty cool what CGC did by doing these remote signings. Yeah, really so, huge. Really cool. Like when we went to uh, Terrificon, we, we met a bunch of great artists. We got some great, unbelievable signatures. The one that we did not get was Chris Claremont, yeah. which was one of the biggest regrets of not being able to, like we just didn't, we ran out of time. And the lion was out of this. Like, he probably was the most popular guy to get a signature from. For sure. Well, this year, um, for Christmas, Coach got me New Mutants 4 um, w- for Christmas. Yep. It was amazing gift. But we knew we needed to get it graded. And I said, God, it would be awesome if we could have gotten a Claremont signature. Well, CGC has been doing these remote signings. And when you know it, they, they announced, like, the next day. We're having Chris Claremont in February signing books, and we'll grade them. So I was able to ship it off, get it signed, and it's on process of coming back to us now. We cannot wait to see, you know, the finished product of this thing. But I think for for me, and I think for you too, is like, I know it's cool to meet them in person, and get a picture, but talk about the convenience for a collector is just saying, here's the book I want you to sign. They sign it. You don't have to go to a con. You don't have to go wait in line. It's just way more convenient for anyone who's collecting signatures, and you know, I, I want to eventually pass these along to my son. So this is it was such a cool thing and not one that I expected to to really resonate with me, you know. I yeah. So that that New Mutants four is the first appearance and of the New Mutants, which is great. And you know, it was really an early graphic novel, very early. And Claremont in his early career, uh, so it was really exciting. And and it's uh, I can't wait to get that book back uh, for you and to see as it comes through. And that was. You know, it was just perfect timing. I mean, the fact that I gave it to you in December or late November, and it, uh, you know, it, it, in February he, he ended up being being there for the signings, just worked out perfectly. So, I yeah, I, I I miss that too. But uh, We're, I'm holding out hope for you to get a Ed Brubaker. I know signing scheduled. I know. I know. CGC, if you hear me, reach out to them. Get it done. Yeah, he's out in in England now. That's where they sort of operate from him and Sean. But I, I'll do whatever I got to do. He only does the major. He does San Diego and New York, and even them only occasionally. So I'll catch him one day. I know I will. And when I do, I'm going to be there for 45 minutes, and it's going to cost me about eight hundred dollars to have everything signed. But um, yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, it's 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 exciting. So the and the other big part uh, of of what was positive was just you know at least we saw that the attempt to privatize the movie industry and and bring it into home uh, is not going to work, right? So everybody who thought that the streaming services were going to kill the cinema. Um, we saw with releases like uh, uh, King of Staten Island and Wonder Woman that we need theater releases. And it was cool to be able to see some of those things at home. That was positive. But the real sort of backdoor positive in that is that theaters are not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's a good point. It's it's the convenience factor catching a movie that should be in the theaters at home is you know, off the charts convenience. Of course it is. It's perfect if you got little kids or, you know, that'll be my future. Not be able to go to theater for everything, but... Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. It's it's not the same. Well, and Spielberg and all those guys that complain about the Netflix movies getting on 
um, you know, on the award shows, well, that should show you that, it, that it's no threat to you. It's no threat if you like to shoot in 80 millimeter on 200 foot screens, you're, you're still protected and it'll never replace you. Um, so stop being such a wank. <laughs> yeah. And I think the, the last thing that for, for us, and we've, we've talked about it now a couple times, um, in the last show especially, is the biggest, the breast thing is we were able to leverage our online platforms, Discord in general, to connect with our old friends, our new friends, and I think forge closer friendships as a result. So online gaming really pushed that. It was right at the end of, because of last year's PAX, uh, Screpo, Kegger, and I were like, well, we can't get together, but why don't we just try to like have some sort of normalcy in our life? Let's do a weekly game night. Weekly game night turned into more of like a social club, right? Um, sometimes we'll play games, sometimes we won't. This past one a week, I had my friend for college hop on for the first time. I mean, so we're still bringing new people. For for me personally, like, and I think you agree, is another one of the top three best things from this past year is we were able to make, you know, forge these friendships, re, you know, uh, make them stronger, have fun in the process, and, and at least have some normalcy that we can continue on even past COVID. Like, we don't need to go out all the time. We're not bar people. We never were, you know? No, totally. Uh, so, so the fact that we can simply say, I don't care if bars are open. Let's keep doing Friday nights um, with a group. That's fantastic. Like I'm, to me, it's been so much fun, and and I do go into like Twitch and and I'll watch uh, other people's channels. Like if they're doing, um, you know, maybe a D and D session. Like I don't really play D and D, but it's just fun to watch a bunch of people like hang out and have a good time while I'm just you know doing busy work. You know, on the while I'm listening to it, it's it's opened up a whole world of like meeting people in a healthy way. I think it was great, and you know I can't imagine that we won't continue to do it. Maybe we'll set up something in Newport where we all get together or we go to a con together, but uh, it's become a staple of our life that I don't think will ever go away. And yep. Yep, huge benefit. And now, the Week in Geek. All right, so let's do a shortened week in geek. Uh, I think we, I only had two things that I pulled. Um, I'll start with this one is uh, got to catch them all. <laughs> po- poke- <laughs> Pokemon announcements this week. And this is big, I think, for people who are passionate about such things. Uh, so they did Pokemon Direct this week, which is like a, a broadcast in running up against Pokemon Day. Uh, which this year marks the 25th anniversary of of Pokemon, right? Seriously? Yep, 25 years of the, I believe, the show release. Yeah, so, which is crazy cool. But uh, one thing that those fans, both of my sons are huge fans, uh, Mm. they announced that Pokemon Diamond and Pearl will get remakes this year. And fans have been called, it's almost like... uh, you know, the prequel series for Star Wars. Like, people called for them from the minute that Jedi ended. And this, in the same way, uh, Pokemon fans called for these to be remade or rebooted. And the fact that they're doing it, they announced it, you know, sort of sent shockwaves through. 
We're not big on Pokemon, but we understand that our, our fans are, and there's a lot of people in this channel that, uh, or that listen to this show that absolutely live and die for it. So we wanted to acknowledge it. Um, pretty exciting, right? Uh, yeah, for those Pokemon fans, for sure. Um, it's certainly like I was not the right age for <laughs> for that. No, no. Uh, but I, 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 this is a place that it's if it certainly fits in. I, I have to be honest. I'm very ignorant when it comes to Pokemon. Yeah, um, yeah. I know the big one. Like my brothers uh, were the of the age where they were they hit it at the right time. Uh, at least on the when they were just getting growing to the point where their age was aging them out of it, but they were at the point of it. So I remember the Pikachu Yeah, uh, was the, the main one, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like the main yeah. one. And then the Charizard is the is the big villain. And those cards are okay. today worth um, more. I don't know if he's a villain. I really don't know. We should, probably shouldn't talk about this one, make a bunch of people mad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, all I know is that I spent thousands of dollars on cards when my kids were young and, you know, and, and Diamond and Pearl, uh, not only a Prince song, but... Uh, two games <laughs> that uh, were very expensive and my kids absolutely lived and died for. So, so, so what's Diamond and Pearl? Is that a card game or is that a video it's game? It's a video game. It's a Nintendo DS game or two Nintendo DS games. Got yeah. it. Yep, exactly. Okay. So th th that's what's getting the reboot um, is those right, two so games. The, the One of the games that had the most value that I sold to that shop yesterday, Bowser's uh, Basement, was Pokemon Red uh, for Game Boy. Yep. And I think I, I know somewhere I have Pokemon Yellow, which I'll I'll sell again. So there's obviously a very big market for that right now, which makes perfect sense. While he that was one of the ones he was like, "Yep, grabbing that one." <laughs> yeah. Um, so very very cool. Uh, it's always nice to see these things come back. Twenty five years, I know. man. The I hell know. happened? I know. It, it was in a flash, but it, it makes sense because at that time we were getting into clerks, right? And. Um, you know, getting into trouble, getting into trouble, and getting into clerks, and getting into you know, you know we were in the heart of sort of uh, grunge, and you know we were listening to uh, Alice in Chains, and you were playing in a band, and yeah, you know yeah. I was uh, doing other stuff, and yeah, I was actually starting to uh, to do radio things. I think I was doing like local uh, AM radio on the weekends at maybe sixteen or seventeen. So uh, those are yeah, clearly way different times. So. <laughs> Um, Seriously, so, so this you was, would have uh, passing note on this. If you would have asked me twenty five years ago if Pokemon was going to be the phenomenon it still is, I would have said you're crazy. Yeah, you would have but, said absolutely so. no way. So, <laughs> um, all right. So to wrap things up, I I wanted to bring this up. I almost left it off, but uh, this week we got the announcement that Superman. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Superman? Um, I don't think so. All right, so it's like a DC guy. He's okay. in, he's indestructible. He's got lasers in his eyes, and he's like the strongest super, uh, you know, whatever superhero, I guess, uh, that 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 has ever been. And he was created by DC Comics in like the forties. And um, yeah, he's like the Man of Steel. He's like uh, gotcha. leap, yeah. So leaps single buildings uh, or leaps giant buildings in a single bound. So uh, disclaimer: I I know who Superman is. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
Um, but to, 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 yeah, we, I wanted to exemplify the point that everybody in the world knows who Superman is because he's got 19 movies since 1979. And we're a little fired up about this topic. But uh, so, so uh, Superman is getting the J.J. Abrams treatment, though he's not writing and directing. He is producing the film. Uh, it's going to be so it's definitively going to be a black Superman. Um, which you know that for a fact. We now? know that for a fact. Yep, that was attached this week. Now, I will say the redeeming p- portion of this uh, of this news is that Tanishi Coates, who wrote for Black Panther the comic for years, who is a wonderful writer, is writing this project, and I think uh, that that is going to be the saving grace on this. Uh, it goes back to what we were talking about last week. That there was so there's so much meat on that DC bone. That why on earth? And I don't know that there if there's a similar deal like Warner's has to do one of these every six years, like Sony has to do with Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. I don't think that there is. I think they just, that Henry Cavill screwed it up and, you know, we're going to get the Schneider cut and we'll definitely talk more about that when it comes. But uh, I, I didn't see the reason for this. Like, I, I just no. don't. Yeah. And I know you feel the same. And it, one of the names that was tossed around in that article that you shared was um, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, an incredible talent, yeah. incredible talent, and to and to, yeah, all the names are lining up for this movie. But you're right; I just don't have any interest to see another telling of Superman. Yeah. Um, I think it was was that last week you brought up Green Lantern. Yep, like yep. there's a property that you can like. There's one that needs to be done again, remade. And you have you have, you have a baked all the in. Pieces are right that's right. There. It's baked in. <laughs> you have the black superhero. John Stewart is is that iteration of the lantern. Michael B. Jordan looks like him. All you're gonna do is shave his head. And you can go in a dark direction. You can go in a million directions with that. With You could even do the transition. I was thinking about that. You could do Hal Jordan, right? You could even use Ryan Reynolds if you want to. You could use whatever. Do the transition between Hal and Stewart. And you do it with both actors. You do it in a great storyline. You do it over a three-film arc where both of them are in. You know, maybe it starts off with Hal uh, in, in movie one. And then you get introduced to Jon Stewart in film two. And then he eventually is a successor in three. Ah, that's perfect. And But instead, we're going to get the stupid man of steel that we all know. What, what do you do? Where do you go? We've all seen the origin 75 times. We've now seen the Justice League version six times. We've now seen, uh, you know, different Lois Lanes. Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. We've seen it all. Yep. Lois and Clark and and Smallville. Superman and and Lois. Smallville. That well is dry. It's tapped. That well is dry. You have a lot more that you can be pulling from. And we would be first in line to go see that. First in line. Well, I'll buy the tickets today. Today, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's that news. And then, so your boy um, uh, Mashugana, I hate that guy. You know the guy, the Green Book guy. <laughs> um, so he's going to be starring in the Blade reboot, the new our new Blade, yeah, yeah new Blade. And so we just we just learned that uh, uh, that's going to get a PG rating, which is what? a bit of a bummer. That came out this week. So that's the snooze fest of 2021 news. But Deadpool three. Is R. Uh, it is. Yeah, no, that's true. R-rated. That's true. So there's no reason, zero reason that Blade should be a PG 
movie. Never. Not no in a, yeah, PG-13 it Unless shouldn't it's, be. Unless they want, the, at the very least, PG-13, right? Yeah. Mahershala Ali is going to do great. I know you don't like him, but he's going to do, he's going to be great in the movie. But man, PG? It's, well, PG-13. It, it's PG-13. So not, it's just oh, not it's getting, the, yeah, it's not getting the R okay. rating. It's getting PG-13. So. so that usually means blood is not red. Yeah. Um, no cursing. Obviously. Minimal cursing. Yeah. And here's a vampire movie where blood can't be red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, not good. It's not a good sign. But what not is what sign. is a good sign is that uh, so we they found the female lead. Now this is something that we talked about last week a little bit. Uh, is the Shazam sequel, which I'm looking forward to. Yes. Uh, so that's called Fury of the Gods, which I did not know last week, although it had been announced. And so this Rachel Ziegler, uh, she Spielberg just cast her as Maria in West Side Story. So we're gonna get introduced to her earlier in the year. She's a really great actress from what I've seen, definitely new and up and coming. She is going to be uh, the Zach Levi love interest. Um, and, and so they cast her this week. So they're moving forward. Uh, that is a June 2023 release for that movie. And we certainly uh, uh, imagine that we're going to have our Black Adam. You know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be uh, a baked, a fully baked uh, Black Adam uh, so he'll he'll be the heavy there, which is exciting. Oh, and uh, hell yeah. yeah, cannot wait for that. That's gonna be that. That's really number one on my list, maybe outside of uh, Top Gun Maverick, of things Ooh, coming. Uh, Black Adam. Yeah, Black Adam, and and really this sequel as a as a I'm whole. A, I mean, Dwayne Johnson is as bankable as you get, but man, I am still a fan of his. I, I don't know why. Maybe because I'm a '90s kid that grew up in the Attitude Era of wrestling yeah right yeah. uh or not 90s kid but 90s college kid how about that uh, yeah, so yeah yeah he, and i just watched this guy's career and now i i seen some of the i, I don't know if it was him in makeup i can't remember or him and you know they they, they kind of do some tests mock-ups of what he would look like yeah yeah they did it, some cg stuff yeah yeah he was born to play black adam yeah it's per- like, it's really a perfect role <laughs> it's really a perfect yeah. role so, so that's really our news for the week. The last thing, the truly last thing, because if my, my dogs, I think, are going to explode through this door any minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, that the last thing is that we this this upcoming week we have uh, coming to America too. Is it uh, this week coming up? Yeah, I think so. I think it's or maybe in the next two weeks for sure. Okay, um, awesome. And that's coming to Amazon Prime, not in theaters. Yeah, I've seen some of the previews. I have my doubts. I'm a little scared. I liked. I know it's the same director that did My Name Is Dolomite, so it has some. Uh, that was a great movie. Uh, what do you think? Are you are you going to be a day one coming to America two guy, or are you going to kind of wait and see what happens? I don't think I need to wait to see what happens. I don't know if I'll be day one. Um, coming to America is one of the funniest movies of all time for me. Absolutely, I love it. It. Coming, coming to America too looks funny to me as well. Uh, it's, I, I don't. It's one of those flicks that I do not have high hopes for. I'm not going to be holding it against the its its predecessor. It just can't. There's nothing that can hold and compete to that. I, I, yeah. I think Fair. the casting is perfect. I mean, I think they brought in almost everybody from the original movie. Even James Earl Jones is is reappear like as as, as the de- as the um, the king. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be funny. I think it's the again a perfect COVID movie. 
It is. That's you a great know? point. It's a great point. That's what it is. It doesn't have to take itself seriously, and I don't think they are. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, we go, we talk about going back to a well that's dry. That well is not dry to me. I would love to see where these characters are today. Yeah. So I'm in. I'm in. I don't think it's a one I'm I'm necessarily waiting for, or been waiting, or needing to have. But since it's going to be there, I'll watch it, and I'm sure I'll find it. I would say. If coming to America is in a scale of zero to a hundred percent is a hundred percent funny, I guess this is going to be around that sixty to sixty-five percent area. <laughs> so that's fair. If you were to look at it as a, a gauge, but on a Friday night, if you're just going to order Chinese food and kick it with your wife, I and mean, that's a perfect movie for that. This is the Chinese food of movies. It is. It absolutely <laughs> is. Great. It's point. not going to fill you up, but you're going to be satisfied when you're eating it, and you're going to be looking after you done and being like, "Did I really need all of that?" I guess, <laughs> guess I didn't, no. but it was good. Yeah, good news is I'll be hungry again in a half hour, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's no problem at all. So, all right, man. Any closing thoughts for the for the for the week for the weekend? Yeah. So now that we are two weeks into our season two, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I I love that we're back. Love hearing from you know, from you guys online. Obviously, be kind to each other. Uh, this year has been, we'll, we'll say this till it's over. Uh, it's been a very trying year for everybody. Just stay positive. We're at the end of this. Things are going to be opening up again. You're going to get your vaccine shots, hopefully, if you get them. Um, all that stuff's going to get worked out. Don't get stressed out about the little stuff, guys. Um, you know, trust me, it's not worth it. If you have friends, make sure you spend time with them. If you need to, you know, if you need to reach out, reach out to Coach or I. Like, we are online. We respond to people who message us. Um, Absolutely do. Who knows? You know, by all means, like, this is all fun. We're, we're, we feel good again talking about this stuff. That You know, we wouldn't be on if we didn't think it was time to move on and, and feel good about life again. So uh, here we are. Uh, you know, go buy your Mr. Potato Head or Mrs. <laughs> Potato Head or wherever you want. <laughs> Because those things aren't going anywhere. Um, life is good. So let, let's just have a nice nice week until next week. Uh, that's what I got. Awesome. Love it. So so across across the dial, uh, there's a, a, a podcast that you can actually find on any podcasting channel. It's called Legit Fantasy Sports. And, you know, it goes in a different – I do have my passion and love for sports. But uh, here's somebody that I used to broadcast with a long time ago who, uh, you know, back in 2012, we had a relatively popular show. And, you know, he's a little older than than I am. But uh, I think, you know, he had a, when going off on his own and trying to do his own thing, I think he had a lot of trial and error on uh, how to record and how to broadcast. And it, he has really fully hit his stride. Um, and so it's a vid- video show too. You can find it on uh, on YouTube. I that show has found its stride and I uh, it's actually he's the guy who recorded some of our intro music, too. So he's super talented guy. Uh, If you love sports fantasy, he actually does a wrestling show now, too. So he like a pro wrestling show. So he uh, give that a run. It's if if, uh, uh, you know, you're bored or sitting around thinking about, you know, while you're working, you want something cool to listen to uh, legit 
the legit fantasy sports. They also do a paranormal show now too. So he's doing paranormal wrestling and then basketball and football. So definitely a little uh, different, but uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So that's all I got. Uh, try to help those guys out and uh, and check it out. Perfect. I love it. We'll, uh, we'll give it a listen. Absolutely. So thank you all. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. All right, boys, let's close it down. All right, boys. Let's close it down. You may have to win all your water Leaning against me like a goddamn bull So close to close, my skin starts to glow Sweat pouring down, singing in my life Black sides of oil, watch your temperature rise You have been listening to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock from Podacy Entertainment. Be sure to follow Coach and K-Rock to stay up to date on all upcoming NerdPods and Podacy programs on Instagram, which you can find them at Podacy, that's P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, on Twitter, which is at NerdPodacy, which is N-E-R-D-P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, and Facebook, they're at NerdPod.